There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and we are here with uh, Jim on the road. Jim on the road. Jim, where are you headed to? <laughs> I am just outside. Of- Good to see you guys here. Thank you so much. Um, in Tennessee, on my way to Nashville, and uh, I will be, uh, you know, uh, in Nashville two days or three days. I- I'll be here uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday. And uh, your Patriot event with uh, General Flynn. So uh, looking forward to having some time with some great Patriots, uh, like-minded people, having a great time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, glad to have you on board. I know you had a poll over and you joined on with your phone. So we have a, <laughs> a little bit of a, a static appearance, but that's okay. You still got those 5G bars. Yeah. But, uh, we're just going to jump right into it. So you were going to the Clay Clark event, uh, the Patriot event there in Nashville, the reawakening tour, which they just had one uh, a few months ago in Batavia, New York. So many people remember that. I think we actually had Clay on the show talking about it. So very cool. Right. There. Those are great events. They're only doing four of them this year. I believe we have uh, Nashville, Miami, um, Las Vegas, and do you know where the other one is? Uh, no, I have not seen. I don't remember where that one. Not that what last one's out there, so I'm not sure where it's at yet. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to be here in Nashville, and I'll I'll probably make the Miami one just because it's Miami, and we'll probably make the Vegas one too. So. Well, I, uh, I will be in Miami and Vegas, so I will be heading to those ones. I will be doing another event in Phoenix, um, Phoenix, I believe, in April. And then right. I'm doing another event potentially in Washington State in April. I'm doing, yeah, yeah give me a big year for travel. Right, right. Now, and the thing is, is like, you know, even though it's we, we think about it's, you know, the election years, everybody wants to get riled up and talk and do all that stuff. Even these off years, we have to continue to push forward. We have to continue to push that message out there. We can't take this time off. Um, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on. We do, I don't know uh, when we're when we can give up the fight. I think the last breath we take is when we actually stop fighting uh, mm-hmm. this good fight. Well, I hear you on that, and and this is the fight that we are in right now, and it's all about informing people and getting the information out there as much as possible. Yeah. And you know, starting off the day today. U.S. Treasury hits debt ceiling, begins using extraordinary measures. Apparently, this is what uh, Yellen has told Congress. And uh, one week ago, the Zero Hedge had predicted that Treasury would hit its debt ceiling. And today, as expected, it did. And Yellen wrote, The beginning of January 19th, the outstanding debt of the United States was projected to reach the statutory limit. And that the Treasury began using extraordinary measures. And these extraordinary measures, well... You know, there's a lot of them that they can do from quantitative easing and such, but we already have what's happening right now, the curving of uh, inflation. So this is just, uh, this is well, What debacle. if we took some of that COVID money we haven't spent and all this other BS money that they've been flying around? Why don't we redirect that back into our country instead of sending this money everywhere else and taking care of other countries that really hate us most of the time? Well, you know, that that is a great point because... 
we hit our debt limit and we gave well over a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Um, if you uh -huh. added up the amount of money that we gave to other nations plus NATO, the United Nations, it's well over a trillion dollars. And that is a problem because, you know, half of U.S. tax spending is going to foreign entities and the American people are none the wiser. Right, right. And and we have the situation that coming up within the next 12 months, we're going to default on the interest only payments that we're paying as it is. So how does this look long term? I mean, there's this is I mean, this is kind of like the little hiccup before the real fall on your face moment coming up. I mean, and this is stuff you and Kirk were talking about yesterday is, you know, we got this issue or the day before there's that we got this issue of, you know, what is this currency doing? What are we doing with it? And we keep deflating the value of it. Um somewhere some along the line we got to get a common a cooler head or a calmer head or something or just change our practices yep and you know the economy it's going to go up and down it's going to go all the rounds it's going to have thrills and chills and i don't think it's ever going to be very brightly colored and I think that here in the near future, we're going to see some type of economic pullback. So the, the level of manipulation that's going on right now in the economy can only be sustained for short periods of time. And eventually what you're going to have is you're going to have these minute corrections. Typically, we have about one a year. But I have mm -hmm. a feeling that we'll have one around the April to May time frame, about the end of the first right. quarter. Well, let me ask you a quick question about the value of things. You know, we, you guys were talking about the stock market still sitting in that 30,000 range. Is it, it isn't really the idea that the stock market is sitting at the value it is only because the, it takes more dollars to buy what it used to. So in reality, it looks like the value of the stock market is still there. But in reality, because we deflated the dollar so much, it it's it's a fictitious value like it, it's like fictitiously holding the line but because we keep deflating the dollar it's really deflating the value of this does that make am i am i explaining or asking the question right to, to be able to get answered here i it's just i see that like oh it's staying at 32 32 32 but in reality it takes a lot more dollars to buy what like a right, yeah so when, when we say devaluing the dollar which means it, it means that it loses its purchasing power so it takes right. more dollars to buy something else that costs less dollars before so if you have a loaf of bread that cost you know five dollars or three dollars uh you lose the purchasing dollar the value of the dollar goes down because of the amount of uh money in circulation or the value of it um that that loaf of bread now costs five dollars but then you add right. in inflation which is the the exasperation of the supply of money which devalues it over time as well right and and this can get pretty erratic uh when we start looking at it so uh you know Economically, I would recommend people is diverse your investments, get money in gold, get money in silver, have money in crypto. I, I'm not lying. I mean, have money in crypto, decentralized cryptocurrencies, um, you know, right. have money distributed all over the place to where, you know, no matter what the scenario is, if the economy collapses and the electric grid goes down, you have gold and silver, you have things to barter and trade with, you have survival supplies, you have you have long-term and short-term food storage. You have um, guns and ammunition for protection and defense. 
right? Yeah. You have energy to sustain yourself. Um, on the other side of the house is if, you know, if the economy doesn't, if it does collapse, but electricity is still up and the dollar collapses overnight, there's alternative currencies to use out there in the digital format. You can't take a bar of gold into the 7-Eleven and get gas, but you can absolutely take cryptocurrency into the right. 7-Eleven and they'll absolutely accept it and you can get gas. So, have a diversification of assets. And I think that that's the most important thing to understand. Yep. Silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt. <laughs> that's right. Did you hear this today? Breaking news. Uh, the SEC has charged Sam Bankman-Fried with defrauding investors in crypto assets trading platform FTX. So what is that, a speeding ticket? And what does that really mean? Um, that, that's a Bernie Madoff. That, that's some serious charges. Is it? All right. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's that's fascinating. I mean, I, I looked at him as being the scapegoat anyway. I mean, he 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 got to go around and do all these interviews, and then all of a sudden he gets picked up, and then well, now we got the. I mean, it took him this long to figure it out. I, I don't. It just shows me that there's obviously some favoritism going on here. Well, I, I think that there was, but this has become so public that it's hard to ignore. Now, what what is he going to experience when all of this comes about? I think that he's going to get a slap on the wrist. He's not going to get life in prison like Bernie Madoff did. Right. Um, and Bernie got life in prison because he died in prison. But um, right. he, he's not going to – well, he was killed in prison if we really want to go to that part. That part right. Of it. But, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is the world's going to tumble into chaos and people will forget about it. It'll fall out of the news cycle and then uh, he'll just be let go and he'll get a slap on the yeah. wrist and he'll walk away. And that's typically what's going to happen. Right. Well, he'll pay a fine. Wait, with whose money? <laughs> <laughs> with the money they just sold in the big crypto scam. So I was putting this together with the, the cyber attacks that happened. Well, with what we believe to be cyber attacks on uh, the NOTAM system in the United States and in Canada is, um, you know, FTX had $4.5 in alternative cryptocurrency they wanted to sell off. But crypto was trading really, really low. So it would have been a loss for them. And uh, right. the best way to sell those uh, those cryptocurrencies is when the market kind of increases and, and you can have mm. buyers for it because you need liquidity. And right. uh, we're talking about a global crime syndicate that utilized FTX for money laundering, which means that the majority of those altcoins are probably their own money uh, for liquidity purposes. And so right. I looked at the, the NOTAMs outage that basically brought down all the planes in U.S. and Canadian airspace for hours last week as a hack by them. What they did is they act as a foreign actor like North Korea. They went in there, hacked the NOTAM system, put a ransom up for Bitcoin, $100 million right. in Bitcoin, which the government is a fart in the wind. Right. The government pays it. Bitcoin begins to surge and skyrocket. Now they do the same thing to Canada, $100 million there. Bitcoin begins to surge and skyrocket. They release NOTAMs. Flights get taken off and start going off again. And then FTX begins selling off $4.5 billion worth of altcoins. I think that's really what happened. Never let a crisis go to waste. That's right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. 
How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. He's bound to die. <laughs> I got the Coors and I'm heading back, man. I got it. We're going to beat the time. All right, back on the Dark Delight show. Now, Jim, I'm... Uh, I'm looking yep. at a an article in front of me. It's a little bit economic today, I guess. But despite massive layoffs, initial jobless claim plunges to eight month low. And so, what? Th- this doesn't make any sense at all, does it? How does how? Wait, what? Okay, no. So you can't have layoffs and jobless claims going at the same time. Like exactly. jobless claims going down, but layoffs going up. How does that? The U.S. labor market appears to be as strong as it has ever been as the number of Americans filing for first-time unemployment benefits plunged to 190,000, well below the 214,000 expected, the lowest since April 2022. Um, the, the non-seasonally adjusted level of initial claims um, also reversed lower. So, I think the key word this? you had there was adjusted. Adjusted, right, right. <laughs> I think somebody's uh, adjusting something. <laughs> This is massively manipulated. I mean, we're, we're seeing more and more companies come out announcing um, job layoffs. And Amazon so laid off whatever, 12,000 or 14,000 18,000, and 18, they are yeah. expecting over the next year to lay off another 70,000. 70,000? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, mm. so uh, are these layoffs or are these people dying from something? 
Sorry, I, I don't mean to be well, mean. Well, no, but. no. This is uh, th- these are layoffs, and the reason is is because there was uh, kind of a a false breakout economic situation that happened after COVID with a V-shaped recovery is that right. many of these corporations believe that the economy was boosting and pumping and they brought in extra workforce to help with jobs, but also to basically um, um, handle the consumer and retail support. And what ended up happening after that is because of the supply chain crises, because of everything happening in the world um, and inflation, that all went away. So you kind of had this V-shaped recovery and then it crashed down after the hiring of all these people. So the layoffs of all those people is really coming about because – um, Joe Biden. I mean, that that's really the the own reason is because of Joe Biden. <laughs> Come on, man. Come, Come on. on man. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, we we elected a, a chicken salad sandwich in Pennsylvania against Oz, and obviously we got uh, the pot- potato in chief that we got now. I mean, there there's if they're. I mean, are they not giving us a message like right like slapped right in the front of our face here just daily? Like, this is how dumb we think you are, that you guys mm-hmm. cannot see what we're doing, how we're just playing games with you. So, uh, you know, this is a sign of things to come. I talk about the Firestorm event often, and I talk about social and cultural destabilization. One of the parts of the social destabilization is I talk about how when the attorney generals and the governors of these very, very liberal states begin reducing sentencing, not charging people, not holding people, releasing prisoners from the jails, which we're seeing. Well, what all about over January Sixers? Well, right. They're two but, years in. Sorry. But but <laughs> when we start looking at this in a, in a larger right. scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we see that this can start coming into the rural communities and we know that violence is going to be one of the next precursors that is going to start destabilizing these these liberal safe havens so radical antifa associated leftists are calling for retaliation after one of their grunts was killed in an incident with police near cop city occupying grounds where the atlanta police department training facility is set to be built Um, They said, consider this a call for reciprocal violence to be done to the police and their allies. On Friday, January 20th, which is tomorrow, wherever you are, you are invited to participate in a night of rage in order to honor the memory of our fallen comrade. This is the scenes from Atlanta Forest Twitter account. Uh, And then I have the tweet in front of me. Treehouse Antifa is now marching and throwing scooters into the road in Little Five Points in Atlanta. And uh, they're calling for a purge, a night of rage tomorrow night in violence against police. So this is going to be wow. interesting. Well, and here's a well, okay, comrade. Why are we using the word comrade? Is this is this just us a, a, a punching point to, to get us excited by using the word comrade, or what? Why do they use that word to describe their fellow whatever? That are they organized enough to call themselves an army? Well, they are they are socialists, so communists. That that, that most of them are communists, and they uh, they think fascism, you know, anti-fascist. They they think fascism is the enemy, um, which is a yeah. far right political ideology, very similar to the far left ideology of communism. But they fail to see how the two are the same. You know, the difference between communism, Jim, and fascism is that in a fascist state. Uh-huh. When the government colludes with corporations to suppress your rights, your freedoms, and your liberties, they don't tell you about it. In communism, it's common knowledge. 
it's on the paper. And so really the anti-fascists are kind of people who are lacking within the historical context views of what is really happening in the world. Um, So you don't know your history. You're, you're bound to repeat it. mm -hmm. That's right. You don't know your history. You're bound to repeat it. But here's also the part of that is that, when history has been manipulated to a certain extent, when history has been changed, when his story becomes a story of propaganda and lies, right. then who are we to not repeat it? Ugh. Wow. It's a, I mean, it, it, you, you think about that. I mean, the, the, mental, the mental acuity it takes to go in and say you're going to mentally manipulate an entire globe's history to then that way then to control the the small minded people in those groups that's a lot of arrogance i mean you've really got to be that's a lot of moxie to say that's what you want to do with the world around you it absolutely is and what we're seeing right now is the world getting in preparation for what's to come between 2023 and 2030 and i've studied this scenario for a very long time the fourth industrial revolution the great reset uh, the new world order and they see that their new world order will be stabilized and in place by 2050 by 2050 okay so we have what uh we have 27 years before that happens right so in those next 27 years their objective is to lay the foundations for their global governments, begin the process of, of implementation, of implementing all the policies and the changes and the, the cultural changes. Um, but in between that, between 2023 and 2030, is you have massive destabilization of these global powerhouses of the Western and the Eastern alliances to where basically you get civil wars, you get world wars, and you get economic collapses. Between 2030 to 2040 is kind of a, a very chaotic point in time to where a lot of mass right. death occurs. And people begin organizing to take notice. 2040 to 2050 is the establishment of the world government of where it all begins to come together and pull it together to where 2050 is their utopia. And so why is that? Why is the one world government the default of these people? Why is that a thing? Well, because it's a centralization of power. Yeah, but it's so it's so destructive. I mean, it's really not healthy. They know it doesn't last. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's been tried. They're not the first people to think of it. I don't know. I, I just don't see how the, the human nature of things, unless they can just keep us this, this dumbed down. I, I just, for me, it's like, how do you, how do you maintain something that you know is going to, I mean, we know that we go in these, what, these different cycles within our own economics that we're in the trough now as we go into this economic crisis. We, are, we know this was going to happen. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Why do, why do they think that this time it's going to work? Like, this is the time. This will be it. This one's going to stick. Because it's them. <laughs> because they're in control. Because they hold all oh. the cards. They hold all the power. They have all the resources. They they own all the corporations. Um, they own all the politicians. That's why they believe that this time it's going to work. But there are a few loose strings. And those loose strings are people like Vladimir Putin, are like Xi Jinping, 
Um, these these are the other countries that would see a nationalized new world order where each country retains its own individual sovereignty. Then you have Donald Trump, who who wants nothing to do with it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm more along the line of uh, Congressman Ron Paul when he said that we need to be isolationists. We need to close down our overseas military bases. We need to bring yeah. everybody back home. We need to secure our border and. Stop giving billions of dollars out to foreign countries and foreign governments and, um, you know, foreign militaries and, and start basically helping our people. Let's make our country prosperous. Let's make our people prosperous. And this is not a, a an old idea to go out there and have no homeless people, to have no hungry people, to have no people that live right. in severe poverty. We could do that if they just stopped being the police of the world, if they brought all yeah. of our – and look, I'm not a libertarian to this extent, but it, it is a really, really good point, is if every country, instead of trying to embezzle and launder money, because that's really what aid is, it's embezzlement right. and laundering of money, if every country instead took all that money inside – this whole world would be a different place. You would have no homeless. You would have no poverty. The, the food crisis yeah. would be over. But All right. We'll be back with more Direct the Light Show right after this. Well, we're living here in Allentown. And they're closing all the factories down. Out in Bethlehem, they're filling time. Filling up forms, standing in line. Well, our fathers fought the Second World War. Spent their weekends on the Jersey Shore. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Right back to the Dark Delight show, and Jim, yes sir, you heard Copper Thieves have a new target. What? Copper Thieves. Copper Thieves. That's right. They have right. a new target. What? Electric cars? <laughs> Electric vehicle charging stations. Oh! <laughs> you gotta love it. Oh, well, you know. By the way, you have to pay for that, right? When you plug into those little charging stations, they you have to pay for the electricity, correct? Um, for the most part, yes. There are some that are like government ran, right? Um, but most of them, yes, you ha- you actually have to pay for it. So, <laughs> so you have an electric car that you have to put a two thousand dollar or five thousand dollar charging station at your house to charge your car. I had a, a friend of mine. He had he had a, a electric that electric hybrid Porsche thing, and it was like thousands of dollars to get to buy this box that Porsche had to have it on the house. But then you had to have it wired into the house. But then, okay, so then I got to go find a charging station. Then I got to swipe my credit card, and then I got to pay for the power to. I don't know. This and, seems and guess like how, this guess seems how like that a, power is created. Through coal. Through <laughs> no, coal. wait. Wind generations. <laughs> Wind generation and solar panels. Why isn't there a solar panel farm right next to these these power? Oh, I don't. I don't want to give any ideas. Maybe I need to keep my my ideas to myself. But I mean, where's the wind generator powering the substation? That because here's the thing. You know those big, great, big transformers that sit right next to it. Mm-hmm. Those are the same transformers it takes to like run a Walmart. Right. But all you're running is like five little charging stations. The amount of power that goes into those, people don't realize really what's in that and the infrastructure it takes to put a little charging station in. 
it is unbelievable. And the amount of copper and all that stuff, and it takes diesel trucks and concrete trucks and, you know, all this stuff to bring the power, to, you know, to drag the power in, put all this stuff. I mean, these, we are, it, it is obviously just a complete failed system. It is, it is a, uh, what is that when you're uh, chasing down that something doesn't exist? Not the fart in the wind, but um, it's just a fallacy, right? It's all fake. There's no, there's no reality that this will ever be sustainable. Well, that's the truth, and it, it won't be sustainable because it can't. And it yeah. can't with the current level of energy infrastructure. And that's something that everybody needs to truly understand is that uh, the electric green revolution that's occurring right now is a complete farce. The only reason that it's happening is because they are setting the world up for this green energy infrastructure. Now, do you want you want to know why green energy for them is better than oil and gas? Mm-mm. No, because it's limited. Limited uh, energy means control, and so since uh, it's limited uh, and they get to control it, um, they're setting up an energy infrastructure for a p- population of the planet far less than what it is right now. God dang. Yeah. I mean. It, Wow. Well, and that, so the sad part of it is that people don't realize, like I, I talked about this, we've talked about this a billion times, but, you know, this, the solar panels are low voltage and they lose like for every foot that you travel, like oh, you have a garden hose and you put like 200 feet of garden hose on the, the water comes out of the hose very, very slowly, right? It doesn't come out with the same pressure it does at the faucet. Well, mm-hmm. electricity works in a lot of the same way that the further away from the power generation source, the less power at the end. And so you're starting with low voltage, then you amp it up, then you start trying to shove it across power lines. Well, where are these wind generation farms? Where are these solar panel farms? Way out away from everything else. And they just do not service what we need. The the uh, cold fusion stuff that we've talked about in the past is really always that answer. But I see what you're saying by they could control the population by controlling something that can be controllable, right? That's right. And so everything that they're setting up right now within this infrastructure is all about a level of control. The reason so they're going into political structures. So right now we know in politics that you're not elected, you're selected. So they control that they control policy, right? They're moving in for central bank digital uh, currencies. Why? Because now they control currency, they control money. So no more of you using cash to hide, right? Um, Then on the other side of the house, they're controlling food supply. So like like with the Dutch and the German farmers where the government's coming in with eminent domain and taking back over 3,000 farms from these farmers because they're not abiding by the The nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah, the the (laughs) nitrogen output requirements set forth by the World Economic Forum, and they're taking them back. So now they control food. Right. And so then they go in there. And one thing that people didn't see is that BlackRock and all these other corporations own the majority share in oil and gas companies. And they're the same ones pushing ESG. They're the same ones pushing the green energy revolution. Well, why? Because they know that oil and gas is not going anywhere, but it's going to skyrocket in price. So why not own it? I mean, you know, if, if all these... Um, if all these rich Davos elite really believed in what they talked about, then they would, every single one of them, every single institution that they're associated with, would begin selling off all their shares within any oil and gas or natural gas company as well as every single one of them would stop flying in private jets. They would all stop driving 
uh, vehicles that utilize gasoline, but they don't. And they don't right. because it's hypocrisy at its finest. And this is all about control of the resources. If you control the water, if you control the food, if you control the the politics and the laws, and you control the money, you control the people. And the next part, you think this is going to get bad. Twenty, I think that from 2030 to 2040, the great crisis, you know what it's going to be? What's that? Water. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the war on water. 2030 to 2040 is going to be the war on water. And that's when the most people on this planet are going to die from poverty and starvation. Because if you don't have access to clean water, it's not the access to water. It's the access to clean water. Right. Soylent, Soylent Green. Wasn't that that movie, that Soylent Green? Or what was mm, yes, that movie? it was. I, I remember that, Soylent Green. Ugh. Yeah, they, they, they suck the water out of you at the end of your life, and they... They get like a quart of water out of you. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so gross. I couldn't watch it. I just like, I can't go there, guys. Just get me out of this. I can't do it. Um, well, but again, what, what we say in the um, the document, they, these uh, what movies or documentaries? They're trying to tell you what they're doing or what they have done. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what's happening. Is they're trying to tell you exactly what's happening in this world. And they're trying to. Hey, by the way, your potato in chief uh, made the announcement on Twitter that uh, uh, trickle down economics doesn't work, President Bush. Like, why is he doing a callback to Bush? Like, that's like that was his best comeback. All the Republicans (laughs) are doing trickle down economics. I'm clever. Like, what is that's not clever. That's lazy. (laughs) Anyway, well, it's. Trickle down economics doesn't work, and this is what Joe Biden's been doing. That's the funny thing. Right. I mean, this is well, what they all have been doing is trickle down economics. And it's 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 not gonna change anytime soon. And people need to realize and understand that that the economic system that we have in this world today that is being utilized is not a free market economy. It's not free market capitalism. It is anything but free market capitalism. Yep. Well, it's all gaslighting. When they when they say when he says, "Hey, trickle down of economics doesn't work," I'm on the side of the people. Well, wait, but you're doing it too. Like, you can't. Like, that doesn't work, Joe. Like, anyway, uh, the gaslighting thing. That's been a whole new revolution of, of of people waking up to that. That's been a nice. But I don't think we realize how much it just still happens just in our daily lives. Right. Yeah, you know, the word the word organic food, the what is it, natural food, all these different definitions of flavoring, where they're able to hide all this stuff in the different products. I mean, it's all gaslighting. Oh, it's just flavoring. It's like no, it's a chemical that's going in and you know killing me. Like, what the the truth in advertising? Where did that go? Truth in advertising. What what's that? Truth in advertising. <laughs> It's a dream. I have a dream, Josh. I have a dream. <laughs> well, did you hear this one? Another North Carolina substation has been damaged by gunfire. Gunfire. I'm. A, I'm gonna tell you Tuesday. right now. Yeah, that that's this guys, and because I've I've done a lot of infrastructure projects with the military and done different things. I know I've designed and worked around these systems, and I know it. I guys, we do have a lot of weakness, and we perceive these glass doors we have on businesses and our houses and stuff that are safe. Um, <clears throat> a lot of our infrastructure is even far more insecure than the glass door on the front of a of a commercial building. There's there's there is real weakness there, and we should be mindful of what they're doing here. 
Well, they're, they're slowly just taking a chisel to the foundation of a house. That's what they're doing. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, then if you get us, you get, you get everybody weak, right, then they got to comply. And then we do the Hunger Games. Like, Hunger uh, Games? Oh. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> Hunger Games. We're, we're, you think we're headed towards the Hunger Games? Let's let's talk about that. Do you think we're headed towards something like the Hunger Games? I, there's well, well, else? I mean, they're going to pit us against each other, right? So we're going to be fighting for the scraps they bother to give us. Mm-hmm. So why, why, why? And I don't, I don't know about the whole. Well, I don't know the fifteen mile circle thing, right? Isn't that what uh, Klaus Schwab talked about? That you live within the same fifteen miles? Isn't that what that mile stretch or twenty two hundred mile stretch building that Saudi Arabia is doing right now? Um. Well, that's yeah. That's one of their super cities. That's what they've been wanting to create for a very long time. And this is kind of where the world's headed, is that each country will have a series of super cities which will house the much reduced population. Um, nature will be off limits. That's another key. Nature will be off limits. What? Oh, yeah. You won't be able to go camping, hunting, fishing, or any of these things. Nature will be completely off limits. You know, that's, that's nuts. But hey, I think camping is just playing homeless. But anyway, that's my statement. <laughs> Sometimes camping isn't fun. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Out of the sun, whatever may, may think that I was number one. I ought to know, easy come, easy go. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. 
You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Potato not included. Isn't that right, Jim? Yeah. Potatoes <laughs> bringing, uh, the potato in chief is bringing back the original potato head. <laughs> in, in life, in, life imitates art, right? So he, uh, <laughs> potato not included. Potato not included. It's like, it's like um, yeah, batteries not included, right? So uh, former uh, prime minister of, uh, of the UK, Tony Blair, calls the national digital infrastructure. He calls for a national digital infrastructure, which will be needed for the mRNA vaccines. We should be helping countries to develop a national digital infrastructure, which they will what? need with these new vaccines. What, what is he talking about there? What? You're talking about vaccine passports? Is that what we're... That, well, he's talking about vaccine passports, but I think he's also talking about this will be needed for mRNA vaccines. He's not only talking about that, he's talking about everything. Connecting a national national digital infrastructure that if you do not take the mark you will not be able to eat or move about well that's that's what he's talking about here he's talking about the literal mark of the beast that's what we got going on here wow and nobody's nobody's picking this up i mean i I mean not even him i i don't know Mm -hmm. oh how do these people stay alive i mean i understand they have security forces but there's got to be people out there that are just literally cannot take the pressures of what these people are doing to us I mean, think about what happened right after uh, they shut down the country. We had the largest suicide month. It, we had more suicides in one month than we usually have in a calendar year when you take away people's hope. I mean, what do they think is going to happen when people get pushed and pushed and pushed? I mean, eventually there's going to you can't hold that spring down forever. It's going to have to push back. There's going to have mm. to be a release. And what does that look like? What does it look like? Th- that's a good question. And so what it, it looks like is probably something moving towards civil war, to be quite right. honest. Well, we end up fighting ourselves or we end up fighting them. Um, that's a good question. Who do we end up fighting? Well, do we fight the, the or do we fight the, the thin blue line because they're getting paid like the brown shirts. So is it, are we going to end up having the effect of like the brown shirts, but it's the blue shirt, the thin blue line that we – because now we, they won't stand up for the Constitution because their job, they don't want to lose their job, so they're willing to to do as they're told. I think that, so is that it's who we going fight, to be... we fight our fellow man. So here's the problem with the Civil War talk: is you know many people imagine a Civil War very similar to uh, what happened in the the mid 1800s where the North and the South uh-huh. all meet and they line up in lines and they all begin shooting each other. A civil war in this country is going to look like, uh, firstly, you're going to have very similar occurrences to the riots that you saw during George Floyd. That's how it'll begin. Um, then what you'll see is you will see um, militias and various organizations begin to organize and do very, very strategic asymmetrical warfare hits, and this would be on various political centers, political representatives. You're not going to see people fighting each other. You're not going to see the left and the right fighting each other unless you get, like, uh, crime that rises, right, during these times. So you have have social instability, so the police forces are basically 
doing their own thing or corrupt and you have crime or gangs that come into towns and you'll see incursions between that but primarily within a civil war of that type is people are going to try to throw their over their their firstly their local governments their state governments and then you know by that time it, it, it's over and done with but i think with a civil war in this country what you would actually see and i'm i'm, I'm talking very hypothetical here is you're right, going right. to see what we've already set into the motion. The various counties in the state of Washington, which are trying to become part of Idaho, you have over 28 counties in the state of California that have already declared themselves a new California, um, have already had their first meetings, and uh, basically California's oh. not recognizing them, but they're recognizing themselves. They're already setting up their own government. And then you have Texas, which is uh, talked about seceding, which Right. If Texas does succeed, you'll have Oklahoma um, go right along with them. So I think what you're going to see and then Arizona as well, I think that you'll see an uprising in Arizona. So I think what you'll see is these 28 new California counties along with parts of Oregon and Mm -hmm. Washington state. Then you'll have Arizona parts of Nevada. uh, northern parts of um, New Mexico, then you have Nevada, Utah, southern part of Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, um, Louisiana, you'll have Arkansas, uh, Missouri, all these states will start combining together and succeed from the union. And they will break the contract with the federal government. But the thing is, is that's, I mean, so does that fall into their hands the way they want it? Are we playing into their play? Are we we doing are we playing are we we think we're going to go create independence but are we actually creating the weakness that they need to do- well a great strategist in this in this sense a great strategist who's looking at this global situation um yes we are playing directly into their hands because what they want is they want the ability to have the united nations to come in and say oh there's there's a horrific event happening in the United States of America. We need to send blue helmets in there. We need to send NATO right. nations in there to help the United States against these radical extreme. You got to remember, because the right is radical extremists to them. We've got to help oh, these yeah. ra- with these radical extremism. They have a terrorism. So this is the same thing that happened in Afghanistan when the Taliban took over. Right. right. Oh, they're radical extremist fundamental Muslims, and we need to go take them over and get rid of them. And this is what ensued after that. That was just simply our perspective from a Judeo-Christian um, nation who wanted control of their resources. Um, so, right. you know, this is what you would see is that destabilization and give them the ability for the federal government to go, hey, we need NATO's help. We need we need NATO troops here. And so that's where you could potentially see that arise. Um, but also it plays into their hand because – now the U.S. is out of the, the global playing field and China gets to surpass them and take over the world during that time. Right. Well, and see, that's where this is a slippery slope, right? You're, you're, you don't want to get out ahead of things because you don't want to be the first guy, but then you don't want to be late to the dance. But then if you do this, you're a extremist. If you do that, you're, you know, I mean, you're a pacifist. I mean, there's, there's this whole thing where, again, where can we just say, okay, we're going to go off of this singular document that was given to us by a miracle that we have this declaration mm-hmm. of independence and a constitution that we should start all conversations at, not the last conversation ending, but at the very beginning where the, where the constitution is. That's what we're trying to go to. We're all trying to adhere to that. But then we've got these people out there saying, well, the Constitution isn't relevant. It's outdated document, all these things. But then we don't know that the Constitution limits the government, never us. And so they've taught us really kind of almost contradict ourselves while we're trying to create our own independence. 
Exactly. And you're going to see... I think that we could potentially see um, all these things. If you, have you watched the show Peripheral on uh, Amazon Prime yet? No, I, I looked it up the other day and I, I did not get a chance to start on you it. You need to watch it. You need to watch it and follow it because that's where we're headed. That's all the right. dystopian future that we're headed to right now. And this Great. is what's coming down the road. Well, I, again, we've got to – I mean, well, oh, you know, what? one of the things that General Flynn, we were talking about him earlier this mm-hmm. event, he always says, you know, uh, local politics has national impact. I think local politics doesn't mean – and I've said this on the show. I said, you know, it starts at the school board, the city council, the county commission. But what if it's really just us binding together, creating that moment? Well, it is, and there's a lot of parts of that. I guess we'll have to talk about it tomorrow. That's all we have for yep. today here on the Red Pill Pro- or on the uh, Dark Delight Show. I always said Red Pill Prodigy <laughs> Daily Dose. On the uh, Dark Delight Show, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day, Jim. Travel safe. We'll talk to you there. You bet. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Uh-huh.